Thank you for tuning in to the Journal of Neurophysiology's podcast series. Today, we will be highlighting all things related to the central nervous system section at Experimental Biology. Joining us today are Editor-in-Chief, Professor Nino Ramirez, and Dr. Janice Urban, Chair of the Steering Committee. So enough from me, let's get started. Hi, Nino. Hi, Jamie, and hello, Janice. Wonderful talking to you today. And in this podcast, you know, we both will talk about the upcoming events at EB22, but also we want to talk about the broader goals of the CNS section that will probably outlive the upcoming meeting. And since this is the first APS section that will be covered in a podcast, I also thought I want to give a little bit of an introduction to our listeners and the readers of the Journal of Neurophysiology, what this means. And the American Physiological Society has currently 12 sections. And among those, you have, for example, the cardiovascular section, a comparative and evolutionary section. There's an environmental and exercise section, a control of autonomic regulation section, the respiration section, endocrinology and metabolism section. And I invite you to visit the APS website for more details. And many of these sections are also associated with APS journals, like the Journal of Endocrinology and Metabolism, the Journal of Applied Physiology, the Journal of Heart and Circulatory Physiology, and clearly the CNS section is deeply rooted also in the Journal of Neurophysiology. Now, each of these sections is composed of at least 100 regular society members, and within some of these sections, there are also society interest groups, like you have the History of Physiology interest group, the hypoxia interest group, and they all cross over between the different sections. And you can now, you can think about hypoxia in the brain. You can think about hypoxia and cancer, etc. Now, in some of the upcoming podcasts, I plan to highlight several of these sections to increase, in fact, the awareness among our readers, how important neuroscience is, is within the American Physiological Society. And indeed, you know, the Journal of Neurophysiology was originally conceived by a group of scientists interested in the electrical potentials of neurons. And they gathered during the American Physiological Society meetings in the 1930s. And a very influential driver of this effort was actually Joseph Erlanger, a famous neuroscientist and professor at Washington University, and who is honored with an endowed lecture in the CNS section, which will uh, highlight in, in, in this podcast. Now, conceived by the American of Physiological Society members, now Journal of Neurophysiology was then officially founded in 1938 by John Fulton. And since then, 15 recipients of the Nobel Prize in Physiology and Medicine have published more than 120 articles in the Journal of Neurophysiology. They're highly cited. And just as an example, Eccles published 43 articles and Eric Kandel, 37 articles in, in the Journal of Neurophysiology. So thank you. Now, the CNS section represents many neuroscientists uh, within the APS. And I would like to encourage our Journal of Neurophysiology readers to join, in fact, the American Physiological Society, a society which is so deeply rooted in the evolution of the journal, but also neurosciences in general. And in this context, I would also like to emphasize that within APS, neuroscience is broadly represented. So not only within the CNS section, but for example, also in the respiration section. And I think the APS offers great opportunities for neuroscientists to work together 
in order to promote specific areas of neuroscience. Now, why don't we go to the CNS section and Janice, could you perhaps give us an overview of the feature topics that are covered in the CNS section and in particular this year's Distinguished Erlanger Speaker? Certainly. Hi, Nino. It's, Hi, Janice. So having me join you this morning. We're very excited because this is you know, an in-person meeting that we haven't had for quite some time. Um, so we're all looking forward to some of the exciting topics that we have. So some of the featured topics that we have, um, I think represent the breadth of the expertise of the CNS section. And also a, a key point that is also important is that there's a lot of cross-sectional overlap in our interests. And so that kind of underscores the importance of CNS and neuroscience to the broader APS community. And what is nice is that our feature topics are kind of scattered across Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So there's many opportunities to partake of some wonderful CNS topics. So our first feature topic is on Sunday, April 3rd. And that is exciting because the topic is exercise and autonomic regulation of cardiovascular function. I think many of you can see the applicability to your everyday lives in this. And so we have some excellent speakers lined up that will address these, these topics. And basically we'll be covering topics from regulation of sympathetic to neuroplasticity, aerobic exercise on various outcome measures of uh, cardiovascular health and, and kidney disease. Our second feature topic is on Monday, um, April 4th. And this one is a topic that's near and dear to my heart because it talks about stress and the autonomic nervous system and cardiovascular dysfunction. So I think you can see that there's a common thread here that the importance of looking at autonomic regulation and the perspective of not, not just other sections, but the CNS section. Again, we have wonderful speakers line that will be looking at the regulation of the stress axis controlling blood pressure neuroendocrine function, autonomic function, as well as, as inflammation and the integration of the prefrontal cortex in regulating some of these stress responses. And then our third feature topic is on Tuesday morning. And that's, again, highlighting, I think, a very topical feature of dysfunction in the gut-brain axis and cardiometabolic diseases. So as you know, you know that you know, looking at this gut-brain interaction is, has become very important to our just general health and mental health over the past few years. It's a very, very key and timely topic. And again, so some of the featured speakers we have will be addressing um, the role of the vagal gut brain axis in signaling metabolic disease, looking at over, over expression of different signaling mechanisms and the effect of high fat diet on some of these key components, and basically looking at some stem regulation of vagus and, and vagus contribution to gastric function and stress response. So I think there's a pretty broad, a broad array of topics for everyone to partake in. And I think even if you're not in a well standing these circuits, I think just from a perspective of your own health, you might come away with some key points of what, how to better improve your, your health and your gut brain access. Our presentation is on Monday, April 4th at 3.30, and that is, as you mentioned, our Joseph Erlanger Distinguished Lectureship of the APS CNS section. And so this year, I'm really excited that we have Dr. Rita Valentino, who is going to be talking about 
stress, sex, and coping strategies where Erlinger's oscilloscope took me. So I think it's wonderful that we are able to circle back to Joseph Erlinger and put his work in perspective of where we are today. And I, I'm looking very forward to hearing uh, Dr. Valentina speak about her, her history in science, which is just really superb. Currently, she's at NIDA, um, where she's been since for the past few years. Um, and prior to that, she has had a really stellar, stellar career where she was began looking at mechanisms of opioid withdrawal, but she's most most known for a lot of her work in the stress axis and the contributions of corticotropin releasing factor uh, receptors and sexual dimorphisms in a lot of the stress responses. So we're very excited to have her speak um, with us at the meeting. And I would like to also pull a plug that after the Erlinger speaker on Monday at 6 p.m. and you can find the information um, on the hub and the CNS site that we will be having a social. And I think a lot of people will be very excited because it'll be some social interaction that many of us haven't had for a while. And in particular, we're gonna uh, make presentations to Dr. Valentino. So there's gonna be an opportunity at the social to meet with her. Uh, importantly, we're gonna be honoring um, our many 2022 um, CNS section award winners, featuring a new investigator award, the Van Herveld Award winners, Horvath Opportunity Awards, the Research Recognition Awards, and the Beverly Pedersen Bishop Award of Excellence to a junior faculty. So I think those are pretty much the key highlights that I'm excited that we're actually gonna be able to launch these in person. Janice, wow, this looks, this is really exciting. And I think especially for our trainees, you know, this is really urgently needed because uh, I know I have uh, several extremely talented postdocs in my lab. And they had never an opportunity to go out and show what they do, you know, because there were no postdoc sessions. You know, we gave talks as, as PIs, but our postdocs often didn't and our graduate students. And EB has been always incredible supporter for trainees. They are trainee breakfasts, they are mentoring committee meetings, etc. So I think, you know, the CNS section organized also a lot of those events that, that play a big role in promoting the future of neuroscience and physiology in, in, in general. So Janice, thank you so much. And maybe we should also talk now about an action uh, that we do together with the CNS section, because we're planning to do a call for papers. And this uh, call for papers will be a whole series on the now and then. So the now and then series. And so we want to invite basically, particularly reviews, uh, that give us an overview of the evolution of specific topics in the neurosciences. Now, given the journal's roots in, in the generation of action potential and propagation, it would be great, for example, to receive one or more articles on how our understanding of electrical activity in nerve cells evolved, how we thought about it 100 years ago and how we think about it today. And this could be done in the context of biophysics, but also in the context of systems neuroscience. We could also think about an article that discusses the, how we thought about the role of the cerebellum 50 years ago and how we think about it today. And what were the tools that we used uh, to interrogate uh, neural functions then and now? And many of the problems that we're facing today were already faced by the early pioneers like Josef Erlanger had to solve the problem of spike sorting back in the 1930s and 40s. And 
and new methods have been developed since then. But the problem of spike sorting is as relevant today as it was 100 years ago. And basically with uh, these huge population recording techniques like NeuroPixel, this is really an extremely exciting area. And then, of course, stress physiology. You know, how did we think about stress back then? And, 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 and how do we think about it now? What are the new tools? And so, Janice, I think we'll have a lot to do at the EB meeting to encourage some of the leaders to, to submit articles and their thoughts about this. And this is you know, an aspect that I'm pretty excited about, particularly as we start moving toward this 2023. This is a great way to get people more engaged in the CNS section and start preparing for the future. And, um, you know, my plan is that, well, we're all focused on EB2022 for right now, but, you know, once the meeting kind of lulls and we're, you know, through the, through the excitement of that, I want to post on the hub and, and send emails to everyone to invite them um, more specifically to promote ideas, to come up with ideas for this now and then series, because I think there's a lot of opportunity to engage members in a, with a focus on a broader a broader audience to get involved. Yeah, that's great. And you know, like, and, and within the journal, we have also the so-called Neuroforum articles that are entirely written by postdocs and graduate students. And the idea is that they have an opportunity to present their ideas. These are kind of like mini reviews and there are certain limits on, on, on the number of, of words, et cetera, but, but we're not so strict about it. And we really want something by the new generation, their ideas, etc. And I think the now and then series could also be part of, of Neuroforum submissions. Like before you submit, however, please send the proposal to us so we can give you some instructions. And also we, we see how it fits within the journal scope. But, but I think this is another opportunity for our trainees to be active, to come out and show their talents. So Janice, yeah, it's, it's great that you're organizing all this. And you have also junior faculty in the section, correct, in the membership? And yes, yes. My, my MO is all about the future and succession planning and making sure that we engage young talent at an early stage. And I think that, you know, one thing APS is great about is trainings and the focus on trainings. And so I think this is, wonderful to, we have a lot of trainees that get involved in the CNS section early on and to keep them engaged within the section is very important. And I think something like this now and then series as well as the neural forum, I said, this is an opportunity for, for the young trainees to start becoming involved. They can promote ideas to their PIs that can perhaps result in some of these, some of these reviews. Yeah. And, and I think one of our big roles is also to to increase diversity and attract underrepresented minorities to, to have a voice in this society and, and play a role because, you know, ultimately we need to increase diversity here in the United States in particular. And this is an international forum where everybody comes together and we have often also a representative from the National Institute of Health that can give advice on grant opportunities. They organize also sessions that are specifically geared to underrepresented minorities. So, so this is a conference that is very inclusive and, and we again encourage you know, the participation and, and the broader neuroscience community should really uh, become aware of 
of the importance of APS for, for our discipline, so. Yes, yes, and I know at, you know, at, at the CNS section level, we've been very focused on making sure that our steering committee is diverse. And I have to say that we are succeeding in getting quite a diverse group on our, on our steering committee. That being said, if you don't mind, I'm gonna put out a plug here too, Nino, so that if anybody wants to become involved, more intimately in the in the CNS section, please reach out to me at the meeting or you can actually find one of the steering committee members. You can find that information on the hub. Reach out to anyone on the CNS steering committee to see how you might be able to get more involved in APS programming as well as various committees on diversity and training function. There is the trainee committee that's very active in promoting a lot of these training activities that will be at the meeting, not necessarily for CNS specifically, but you know these, these committees become involved in navigating career obstacles, career training, and basically interviewing, you know, how do you learn to interview and what can help you out with, with navigating the, the interview process and, and grant funding. So there's a lot of opportunities for trainees to get involved both kind of quote locally at the CNS steering committee, but also in community. Yeah, I think this is the opportunity for, for the junior scientists to get in contact with people that have a lot of experience, for example, in, in study sections, in, in journal reviews, and in, in editing, etc. And and we can help you with our advice and and so don't be shy and contact all of us and, and we, we can bring you together. This is the idea of this this society and and this is the idea of the experimental biology meeting and also the idea and you saw that in the topics that are covered in the featured topics is to be cross-sectional you know neurosciences is not only about a cortex or a brainstem it's about the intersection with physiology and you know like we've heard so much about like the gut axis you know the endocrine system the nervous system is is huge and and I think this whole idea about the microbiome, I mean, like uh, has revolutionized quite a lot in neuroscience and this, and, and I think this will be represented at, at the society also. So yes, great opportunities for, for the future of the neurosciences and we are welcoming everybody and, and hope to see you soon. Finally. Yes. And we might finally. even give us hacks, correct? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, we have to be still careful. It's not over yet, but I think this will be an opportunity to really promote our young generation. Yeah. And also, of course, mingle with, with the older guys like us. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Janice, thank you so much. And I hope to hear you all and see you all and, and look forward to, to other podcasts that, where we want to highlight also the other sections that are intersecting with neurosciences because this plays a big role in the American Physiological Society. So Janice, thank you so much for heading the CNS section. It's very dear to my heart and I, I appreciate very much all your efforts in, in organizing this. I know it's a lot of work, but it's also very, very uh, stimulating and fascinating. So thank you so much, Janice. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you, Nino, for the opportunity to speak with you. And I really appreciate our joint collaborations with the journal. I think that's really been very, very important for us to promote the, the topic of CNS. Exactly. And Let's look, get back to the roots of the Journal yes. of Neurophysiology. 
it started there with Erlanger and it will continue with Erlanger and uh, for the time being. So yes, absolutely. Yes. We're a team, Janice. And I look forward to seeing you in person and not through the electrons here through Zoom. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. All the best, okay? And all the best to all our listeners and thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information on Experimental Biology 2022, please go to www.experimentalbiology.org. To learn more about the journal and section, please go to www.physiology.org. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at at jneurophysial, that's at J-N-E-U-R-O-P-H-Y-S-I-O-L. Thanks for listening.